You're listening to another podcast on WDEZ.com. Only with 101.9 WDEZ. Dark, gliding shapes that violate every law of nature. <laughs> I'll bet that scared you. The following show is very scary. It is Friday, March 22nd. It is your weekly horror scope. I'm John Richards. And Andy Gilly here, too. Uh, John, you were on vacation last week. We're actually- I, I was. Uh, it, it was actually kind of nice. Needed to recharge the batteries. I feel great. Uh, we're actually doing it, uh, doing this podcast on the day that we're supposed to. On yeah. Freaky Friday. I've dubbed Freaky it Friday. Freaky Friday because uh, that's when we were supposed to do the horror scope. Exactly. Um, so anyways, uh, we, we are going to... Today's discussion, we're, we're going to give you our picks of the week, and then we're going to get into depth... When it comes to remakes, because you're starting yeah. to see that a lot more when yeah, it comes exactly. to horror movies, is, is they're taking a classic horror movie and remaking it. There are some that are good. There are some that are not so good. So we'll start with you, Andy. Uh, exactly. What is your pick? Of My the pick week? of the week this week is uh, A Quiet Place. Uh, it was a pretty good movie that just recently came out. Uh, watch it on uh, Blu-ray. I uh, didn't see it in the theater, but uh, great uh, sound editing on this thing. Sure. Uh, it's in Dolby Atmos on the Blu-ray. Uh, and, uh, you know... It, it really makes great use of sound. That's uh, very integral to the plot of the movie. Obviously, there's a, a, a monsters that have very, um, very uh, keen hearing, and you have to be very quiet. Uh, you can't make any sounds, or, uh, or, or they'll come and attack you. And it uh, figures into the plot quite, uh, quite nicely. And uh, the, the sound on the on the Blu-ray is just extraordinary. It's it's just great if you have a, a nicer uh, sound bar or a, a, a sound system that can uh, support the Dolby Atmos. Uh, well, I've got a studio apartment. I don't think it's going to fit in there. <laughs> okay. I can't get anything over a 45-inch screen in there, let alone a whole sound system. <laughs> yeah, I, the apartment might not be the greatest, but it's worth uh, j- trying to find a place where you can where you can listen to it the, the way it was intended because the uh, the separation in each of the speakers and everything is just really great, and uh, there are some really good jump scares that, uh, that the sound is able to create. It, it seems like an interesting... Uh, theme for a horror movies, something completely different that you've never seen. Yeah, it was very, a very different, it was kind of a different movie that uh, had some uh, parts of it that you just weren't uh, like anything that we, we'd ever seen before, so uh, that, that was another one of the reasons I liked it. It was very suspenseful, um, great movie. That's Out of five stars, what would you say? Um, I'm going to give it, uh, I'm going to give it three and a half. Three almost and a half. four, almost four. I'd almost give it four, but uh, let's go with three and a half on uh, A Quiet Place. Well, I watched Netflix uh, 2015 movie called Tucker and Dale versus Loved Evil. it. That was a great movie. Uh, it's got Tyler Dale or T- Tyler Lambine and then Alan Tudyk that you've seen mm-hmm. in a lot of movies, yep. but uh, they're the main characters. They're Tucker and Dale set in West Virginia. <laughs> Tucker and Dale are like best buds right. and uh, they, they, they call it their summer home right and it's a fixer-upper and, and to me it had a, a throwback of kind of the evil dead evil dead 2 that kind of house that backwoods creepy house it definitely had some homages to many different movies it was oh yeah, absolutely uh the uh, theme is is like these college students are taking a summer trip out there this kid ends up saying you know this really scary story uh, Tucker and Dale, they're innocent. They, they, <laughs> totally, they, they, yes, just they, nice guys. Yeah, they're, they're, out, they're the out in the woods, woods in their in their cabin. That's exactly right. They're just trying <laughs> to fix up their home. house. <laughs> yeah. And these college students, they're freaked out by them. So so they <laughs> they're saying, well, instead of them getting us, we're going to get them. And just it, it's hilarious. It's gory, it's bloody, yep. 
but it's all well done. It's got a great uh, twist at the end of it. Uh, really funny. I'm going to give it a four out of five. So well, yeah, I, I think that's fair. It's it's a great movie. It's a classic, actually. Very entertaining and mm-hmm. uh, underrated. I think. I mean, oh, I, definitely. I, yeah. I don't know if it got a uh-huh. theatrical release, but man, uh, I had I had a great time watching that again. It was yeah, it was a great movie. I, I loved it. All right. Well, uh, it, it's a very uh, polarizing subject when it comes to remakes. <laughs> right, remakes. What can we say about them? Um, they're kind of like getting older, right? Uh, it's going to happen. You're never going to stop them, so you might as well make the best of them, in, in my opinion. Right. Um, I don't think anyone who is a huge fan of a film gets real excited when it's given the remake treatment, but we're still going to watch it, right? Yeah, I think we're a little jaded <laughs> just because uh, you know, when it comes to horror movies or any movie yeah. genre, I think people are snobs in their own way. Sure. I, I, I am, too. I mean, yeah. I'll be very judgmental about a movie that I've seen a classic, and then all of a sudden somebody's going to try to remake it. But you probably still go see it. I mean, I did that. Oh, with, absolutely! I did that with Evil Dead and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Those are probably my two favorite horror movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if you're going to say something positive about uh, remakes, I guess they probably have the value of making the original relevant, relevant again, or uh, reprising the popularity of the original in some way. Uh, I saw House of Wax in 2005. Remember that one? Uh, yes. Par- Paris Hilton was in it. Yeah. You get the uh, benefit of watching Paris Hilton die, <laughs> actually. So that, I think that was she the gets, best part of the movie. Yeah, I think it really was in the 2005 one. But uh, that one actually led me down kind of a rabbit hole where I watched a whole bunch of Vincent Price uh, horror movies from, uh, and a bunch of other 50s horror and uh, expanded my enjoyment of horror films at the time. Uh, where I wasn't really interested in that era uh, prior to that. So uh, I think it, it, it had some benefit as, as much as it probably wasn't the greatest uh, remake ever made. So. Right. Um, and uh, I don't know. Do you want to talk about your, the remake you watched, or should I, I talk about mine first? I'm a little scared to even talk about mine to you. No, no, go ahead. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I don't know if you have one that you disliked or you like. Well, I, you know, I have uh, two remakes here that I think I have... Uh, both some negative feelings towards and and some there's some good things about them. Mm-hmm. But the first one I want to talk about, get out of the way right away. I decided to walk walk on some thin ice here and watch the 2018 version of one of your favorite horror movies, yeah. Suspiria. Love that movie, uh, the original. And I gotta say, I'm not a huge. I think I just admitted this to you the other day, but I'm not a huge fan of the original. Um, I watched Suspiria uh, many years ago on VHS, and uh, I think it was kind of a bad copy. Uh, I think it actually had a scene missing because it had been taped together. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, there was like this uh, where the tracking, remember tracking on VHS? <laughs> yeah, it got all messed up. Uh, it was taped together at one point in the film. But uh, the transfer of that VHS made the soundtrack really shrill and grating, uh, the, the Goblin soundtrack. I thought, and uh, that was actually a part of it I didn't like. Um, and the, of course, the soundtrack in the original Suspiria is pretty repetitive, right? Well, it I mean, is. <laughs> but, but I also think it was one of the first movies that, that captured... I mean, the cinematography was fantastic. Cinematography and the soundtrack are yeah. amazing in the first Suspiria. Suspiria. Uh, so I, I wanted to... T- do, uh, to do a uh, to treat it fairly, so I bought the there's a Synapse uh, film. It's called did a Blu-ray restoration of the 1977 version in DTS HD, and uh, I watched it again. So if it was a transfer and the limitations of VHS that caused me to misjudge the original, I wouldn't be uh, you know uh, thrown off by that. Uh, the cinematography use of color in it. Oh yeah. Uh, and the soundtrack are, are well done, but nothing really happens till the end. And maybe I'm too dumb. Maybe I'm still missing something about it. But Suspiria from 1977, I just don't get it. Well, I, I'm going to go back uh, and just, 
you know, for me, it was that's what got me into the slow burn movies. That really sure. okay. got me to enjoy that. Okay, okay, and it was it was it was a s- slow. Burn. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it just I thought it kind of dragged on before anything happened, and I didn't get a sense of foreboding or suspense. Um, I, it's a trilogy. You ever see the other two? No, I didn't Did you even know that? that? No. Yeah, there's a movie called Inferno from 1980 and Mother of Tears from 2007. Um, I don't know. Maybe I should watch that one again. Anyway, we're here to talk about remakes. Right. Uh, and um, so I watched the 2018 version. Uh, Tilda Swinton is in this. Yeah. Uh, she's both one of the head instructors of the dance studio. If you, just to summarize the plot, a, an American student goes to a German dance studio. And I think the original it was actually a ballet studio. Is that correct? It was. Uh, and this one is kind of, I think it's more of a modern dance. I, I'm not great at telling. Maybe it is still ballet. I don't know. It's more of like a modern dance studio. Um, and uh, Tilda Swinton is one of the dance instructors there. Um, and, uh, there's been a murder that's, uh, that's happened to one of the students and there's some kind of like foreboding, uh, I guess the, the, you know, the, the character, the main character who's this American student, um, she, uh, it's kind of like being, she's already thrown out of her element by being in Europe and then there's all some mysterious stuff that happens and, uh, and in, uh, in the 2018 version, um, like I said, Tilda Swinton's in it, and she plays one of the hit head instructors. She's uh, also a uh, also plays interestingly enough an old male psychologist. She does that like bad grandpa thing that Johnny oh, Knoxville. Wow. Did. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> great. <laughs> Dakota Johnson, who in my opinion is is a pretty great act- actress with really a lot of depth. Uh, she's the the main character who okay. who's who's come over from. Um, uh, she's actually was a Mennonite and joined this. Uh, she escaped the Mennonites in Ohio and, and joined this uh, dance. It does happen in 1977. They set the 2018 version in 1977. Gotcha. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, uh, you, you know, you've heard of her as Hit Girl, probably from yeah. Kick-Ass movies. Uh, she's yeah. in it. She's the, the the one that gets murders. So, uh, so the acting was really above par. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have some great actresses in this. Uh, the majority of uh, I think there's maybe one or two act uh, you know male uh, males in it, but uh, the the rest of the actors are all female. Um, I found it to be better than the original. Like I said, I didn't really like the uh, the original. It's a very different movie, and where the original uh, like use very vibrant colors, this is really uh, subdued. I was on a business trip this week. Uh, I got back like Wednesday. So I watched it in a hotel room on my laptop and the la- laptop kicked into that night mode where yeah. it subdues all the colors. Yeah. And I didn't even notice that for like 20 minutes because oh, the wow. film is so it's almost, uh, you know, it's, it's just like the opposite of the first one where it's got all those vibrant colors. Mm-hmm. Um, soundtrack is what we call a little more traditional in this one. There's no music uh, by Goblin this time. That actually disappointed me yeah. because that Suspiria theme, it I think it actually did add some creepiness to the original. It's eerie. It, it really is. Um, it, it just wouldn't have fit in this movie, though. Um, plot's a little different than the original. Uh, and one of the things I didn't like about it, it's got like these political subplots. Uh, there's some kind of historical communist terrorist group from in 1977 and that whole thing was going on in Germany. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get that whole thing, what they were trying to say with it or what they were trying to do it. I thought it could have been cut out in my opinion. Sure. There's also uh, a profoundly sad Holocaust story move, oh. woven into it. And I'm not sure that really has a context in the uh, the place of a horror flick. Uh, horror, Holocaust is a really awful real life thing and uh, 
I think maybe they're trying to say something about Germany in that era. You know, the horrors of the World War II and its effects on the country were still going on in 1977. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure I'd call it appropriate, but it's almost like uh, that part of the story just kind of took you out of your enjoyment of this uh, horror movie and slapped you in the face with real life terrible things. Oh, sure. And I, I didn't know that. It, I don't think it was all that fun. And I really wasn't sure what they were trying to say with all of the political stuff. And there's a lot of it. Uh, in in the movie. Uh, now, taking that out, it, it tries to weave together this uh, witch story um, with the Cold War terrorism thing and uh, the Holocaust subplot. I think they should have just stuck to the witch stuff, and I think it would have been, a uh, first of all, a more appropriate length. It's like a two-and-a-half-hour movie, wow. and uh, I think it would have been better and more coherent. So although I think the new Suspiria is definitely more entertaining than the first one, it's definitely got its flaws. But what I did like about it is that they tried to make something different with this film from the original. If you're going to do a remake, I think you need to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the most pointless remake in the history of horror is the 1998 Psycho uh, shot-for-shot remake with uh, Anne H. I mean, what's the point? Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. It was awful. It was. It's terrible. I mean, why do that? That If you're going to make a remake, do something different. And this did it. This really, uh, it, you know, they really took the core of the, the original Suspiria and did some very different things with it, and I like that about it. Um, they, it, you know, it, it, it did the opposite of some of the things that uh, that uh, the first one did, like I said. So I'll give the uh, new Suspiria two and a half stars out of five. Uh, there's more going on in the original. Sometimes there's a little too much. Tilda Swinton's uh, Old Man is interesting. <laughs> you got to check that out. I, re- I really think they tried to do something different. Uh, it's too long, though, and there are these uh, extraneous subplots that just uh, were unnecessary and dragged the movie out. Uh, I, you do have to check out, there is a cameo by Jessica Harper, the original... Uh, uh, the American dancer, yes, yeah. yes, the original uh, character. She she uh, has a cameo with uh, Tilda Swinton's old man character. You got to got to check that out. I'm not I don't give it away, but it's pretty great. I I kind of like what you're saying about it. Um, to me, when you're watching a horror movie, especially, is that you want to suspend your disbelief, which right. is make it which makes horror movies more entertaining. Right. But I like the idea of it going a different direction, but then bringing back, you know. A history of 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 terror and horror that 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 sure. that's intertwined into into the plot. You're just kind of like, oh man, yeah, you know. And and I don't, I really don't get what they're. And maybe it's just that I'm too stupid. Maybe one of our listeners can explain this to me. Sure, uh, but uh, maybe know. they're just trying to set the tone for Germany in that era. Maybe they were trying to say that uh, you know this is what Germany was like at, in 1977. You still had these remnants of. World War II going on and there was this communist terrorism going on and sure. so I don't know maybe they were just trying to uh, set it more in that uh, be, have it be a part of that era but I felt that was jarring and took you out of you know the suspension of disbelief sure. and the, the kind of horror that uh, that we can enjoy in a horror movie mm-hmm. so absolutely that was just my opinion but oh well I'm gonna go with the one that I dislike. Um, okay. I wanted to really, really enjoy this. Um, 1978, John Carpenter came out with a classic horror movie called Halloween. Yep. Best horror movie. If I had to choose one horror movie that I had to watch for the rest of my life, that would be it. It's not it's, Exorcist. It's, it's not okay. anything else. It's Halloween. Sure. Great movie. 2007, and I'm a big fan of this guy. Everything that he's done, with the exception of the two Halloween movies that he remade... I, I dislike 2007 Rob Zombie remade Halloween. Yep. Let me tell you why. Because 
in the original Halloween, Michael Myers has a scene. He's a six-year-old kid and starts his rampage, right? In the 2007 remake, Rob Zombie delves into, well, why is Michael Myers so disturbed? Why is he like this? So yes. you, the, the first half of the movie or the first three quarters of the movie is learning about Michael Myers. Uh, what happened when he, when he went on his rampage at the beginning of the movie? That that wasn't even till like a quarter way through. Right. And then halfway through the movie, it's him in the asylum. In the original yes. movie, there's one scene. Michael Myers gets his clown mask taken off. He's got a butcher knife that's bigger than he is, covered in blood, and that's it. Cut scene yes. to Dr. Loomis, and, you know, they're... What's going on here? Why Why are all the insane asylum people just walking around? All of a sudden, somebody climbs up on the car, bam, t- steals a car, thus starts Halloween. I wanted to like this movie. Uh, it just got too much story. Th- 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 I think that's the intrigue about Michael Myers. Is he's, so, he's so mysterious. You know, he doesn't need this backstory line. I totally agree. This is a, this is a mistake. A lot of movies make, especially in their sequels is delving too much into their, uh, into what makes their, uh, antagonist tick, I guess. Yeah. I thought they made this a huge mistake in Hannibal. And again, I mean, it's, it's something with the, you know, they, they set it in a Holocaust that, you know, what was terrifying about, um, about, uh, uh, Hannibal Lecter was that, he he was just evil, you know. He was a brilliant evil guy, and then you have the you almost make him like a sympathetic victim with yeah. with uh, in Hannibal, and and I think you're you're right with with this too. You, they just delved too much into it, and not enough was left to your imagination uh, as to why this guy was, you know. I think a a guy who's just evil and go, does this for you know not because he's been victimized is it's is more scary, right? You know. Well, and that that was the problem with it is that. The way they portrayed it, and again, I, I like the the what what are you thinking of Michael Myers, a six year old kid? What happened to this kid? I mean, and you can leave it to your own imagination of what happened to him, of why he became that way. Uh, the Rob Zombie remake did well. He was in this kind of messed up, abusive household. Yeah, right. And and you know, just you didn't get that. It was like like the the. Kit or his sister was watching him, like babysitting him. Right. She was fooling around with her boyfriend. You know, he wanted to go trick or treating, or you imagined he wanted to go trick or treating, and right. then all of a sudden, you know, no, she's not paying any attention to him. Right. And then all of a sudden, he snaps. The parents come home from dinner or wherever they were. He's just standing on the yard, just blank look on his face. Whereas the Rob Zombie movie, and my goodness, I am a big Rob Zombie fan. Again. Anything that he's done, I've enjoyed, except this. Um, it's just, why why delve into that? Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying about doing something different, but it's not... Well, I think, right. No, I, I think you, if you're going to make a remake, do something different, but don't... This is another problem where, like I said, you're you're just delving too much into the motivations of the, of the killer. And if they aren't, uh, if they make him too sympathetic or you know it's it's almost it just changes the how how scary that person really is right. and michael myers is you, you don't he's just a psycho you know in in, right. in the first ones you don't have this too much of a backstory and, and that can be a problem in, in, a, in a movie like that yeah you know, I, I mean because like you said i i think you made the perfect point is because 
they become a sympathetic character. So right. you understand why he is the way he is, which the the original didn't do that. No. It's and, just a kid that snapped. Yeah, and I think that's much scarier than someone who's uh you know, got these real life problems that uh that do cause actual problems for real people, you yeah. know. And, I, it, then it then again <laughs> it becomes real and then you're yeah. just like, Oh my gosh, you know, now I understand <laughs> right, why. Right, exactly. So I, I wouldn't I, recommend it. I it's gosh, I can't even maybe a two. Really? Okay. <laughs> I would yeah. say maybe a two for the remake. And and I remember there were aspects of it that I liked. I think Rob Zombie did. It's one of, I do not like Rob Zombie's movies in general. I, I will say that I'm a huge Rob Zombie fan. I, I saw White Zombie in concert. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, it's not like I don't like Rob Zombie. But uh, when he when he went to movies, I, I just, I, I think he should have stuck to music. I think both his, I think his music suffered after he went to, started doing movies. And I don't think he was very good at doing movies. Uh, maybe we could talk about his stuff someday. I, I, I was not a huge fan of House of a Thousand Corpses. I loved or, it. You did? Okay. I loved it. And we should talk about it then uh, because that's that we have differing opinion on that. Um, but this was one of what I thought was his better movies, actually. But I, I completely agree with what you're saying and what he did with the Michael Myers, Myers character. Yeah. Um, I think some of the other stuff that he did, uh, some of the scares in it were okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the uh, mood that he set was was okay. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. When you do this with a uh, horror antagonist, uh, I think it causes all sorts of problems. And it really, uh, really, uh, it's, a, it's a pet peeve of mine when, when they delve too much into the motivations of the yeah. uh, of the antagonist i think you should know why you know this person is but i think i think it's scarier when those motivations aren't so uh real or sympathetic you know yeah, exactly. if it's something they just snapped like that that's that's scary <laughs> yeah, you know just, so he didn't get to go trick-or-treating so right. boom, now he's yeah a, that's scary he's a murderer. <laughs> exactly so. so is there anything out there that you saw and you're like eh? uh not really i i did watch another remake um evil dead like i said one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. Um, and the Evil Dead series, uh, my, my parents had HBO when I was a kid and we get this paper guide that showed every movie that was on that month. Remember that thing? I do. It came with the cable bill. So I think I was always a lot more excited than my parents about the cable bill. Mm -hmm. But I remember it having the Evil Dead 2 movie poster on it. Yes. You know, it had the uh, skull with the eyeballs looking at you and, uh, I knew it was something that my parents were not going to let me watch, but I needed to see. So uh, I guess when I I finally got looked old enough to rent rated R movies um, or the kids who worked at the video store just didn't care anymore, I rented Evil Dead 1 and 2, and they've just been my favorite since then. Uh, uh, it's just one, a, one second. Uh, kids that are listening to this, it, it is now a red box. We used to go yes. rent movies from a store, whereas you can go to a little kiosk That's thing true. and rent your movies. So, exactly. sorry, continue. That's the, yes, that, this is the 80s we're talking about. <laughs> uh, it's just a great series. Ash is a great protagonist. Films are just perfect indie horror, in my in my opinion. Right. Uh, so I was real apprehensive about the Evil Dead remake. Uh, but you know what? I, I actually kind of liked it. Uh, it was a different take on the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that female protagonist in it. It wasn't Ash. Um, and that should happen in a remake, like you said. Uh, and if they did just cast someone new in the Ash role, I'd have hated it. Oh, you know, yeah, if they just absolutely. took somebody else and said, well, this is Ash now, I would have I absolutely hated it. I mean, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell were involved in this. They were executive producers. Right. So I had good hopes for it. And, you know, uh, I'm going to be hypercritical of a movie like this. 
and I found things to like about it. I thought it was actually pretty good. Uh, Jane Levy, who plays Mia, who's the main protagonist, uh, she does an awesome job, uh, and it takes a long time in the movie when she finally gets a chainsaw. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So- <laughs> well, well, the one thing I noticed about it is that both Evil Dead's had a certain level of humor to it. Oh, right. Like this one exactly. to me, it took. I, I, I'm I'm in agreement. I mm-hmm. because it was darker. Yeah, it, it was. You know, it's it's I think more of along the tone of what they were trying to do with Evil Dead with the first Evil Dead, because mm-hmm. uh, I think that was supposed to be a very scary f- and, I, and and it was a very scary film. And I right. think that's what they set out to create. Obviously, Evil Dead 2 delves, it, it starts to go into slapstick and it's uh, yeah. more of a psychological type thing, but uh, where he like the uh, the mounted deer head is laughing at him and all that. that that's where it kind of goes off the rails and it's a, it's a different kind of movie. But yeah. uh, I think the first one, they were trying to make a very scary movie and I think they succeeded in many ways because that movie, you know, it was, especially when I first watched it when I was, uh, you know, a teenager, uh, I I was I was frightened by it. Right. You know, it, it was a scary movie. And I think that's really what they were trying to do here. Uh, there was like a lot of good gore in this, good violence, uh, like we talked about before. Uh, that you'd expect in an Evil Dead movie. Uh, the plot's a little different than Necronomicon. It's called the Natorum Demonato or something like that, which means on the nature of demons, I guess, in Aramaic. Um, surprisingly, uh, I would, uh, for a very, very discerning fan of the original, though, uh, I liked it and I'd give it, I'd probably give it three stars out of five. Nice. I, so, I want to watch that again now. You yeah, got me all yeah, excited it's, to it's rewatch good, that it's one. It's a good movie. Um, I, I'm going back to a kind of an odd one. George Romero back in the day was the man when it came to spinning off zombies. Mm -hmm. Uh, He made in 1973 a movie called The Crazies. Oh, yeah. Okay. Kind of a different spin on the zombie genre. And in 1973, it it was okay. I don't think he'll ever... I don't think he ever can match what he did with Dawn of the Dead, the original Dawn of the Dead, because that to me was was the most brilliant zombie movie ever. You're absolutely right. Back in 2010, a guy named Brock Fisner remade The Crazies. Yep. Fantastic. It was so good. I mean, it held pretty true to the storyline of the original, but it really had just kind of that modern day feel to it. It's got Timothy Oliphant in it. Yeah, yeah. He, he was on my one of my favorite shows, Justified. Sure, I, I liked him in uh, Die Hard Four. I think he was in. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was a Die good Hard villain with in that. Or it was a, yeah, it was he was. He he, I, the, I really liked the actor. Yeah. Antagonist. Yes, he did. But uh, he plays the sheriff the, of the town, and yep. it's just people are starting to go crazy. I mean, it's got that kind of something you don't like that kind of fast zombie feel to it. <laughs> right. But it's just it for no reason at all. They just turn. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was really cool. So uh, if you get a chance, check out the crazies. I, I don't have a huge synopsis because I haven't watched it recently. But I was thinking yeah. about remakes that I really, really enjoyed, and I, I love that movie. Sure, so. I saw the crazies, and I actually, despite the fast zombies, I actually liked them. I actually liked it as well. And now I haven't seen the original, and yeah, I, it's hard I, to find. I, I actually didn't know it was a remake, but uh, so that's very interesting. I have to try to seek that out. But I remember liking it, uh, and like you said, it's been a. It's been. I think I saw it like right after it came out, mm-hmm. and, and you said it was 2010. Yeah. So yeah, it's been almost 10 years since I watched this film, but I, I remember liking it, uh, despite the fast zombie thing that I'm not a big fan of. I, I thought it was a pretty good, uh, scary film too. Yeah, great movies. Um, so what do you got planned for next week? Uh, I'm going to talk about a movie called Bone Tomahawk. It's a western. Uh, Mention that. Is a that the western one with horror Russell? movie? Yes. Uh huh. 
I've seen it on Netflix. And and have you? Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure. Yeah, it was. Should I check it out? I think you maybe should. Yeah, it's it's an interesting movie, and I'll I'll be telling you about it next week. And then I also watched a movie uh, that I found on uh, Amazon Prime because I wanted to find something on Amazon Prime and just watch it called Crave, and we'll talk about that too. Gotcha. (laughs) <laughs> well, I get to go to the movie theaters. This is gonna, I think yeah. this is going to be the first time that we review a movie that has come out within a week. Right. That, that is... I'm, I'm going to see Us. Awesome. awesome. I cannot wait to see that. And I'll tell you right now, if you get a chance, if you're listening to this, go out and rent Get Out. Yeah. Fantastic spin too. on horror. It's, uh, you know, it's got that social commentary to it. It's really, really good. Different. Jordan Peele is going to be one... Is going to be the next George Romero or John Carpenter or the next horror movie guru. Absolutely, he is. And I think Get Out is a, unlike what I talked about before, like the Nazism thing, this is a a, a, a way of taking a real life scary thing and, and really effectively using it in a horror movie. Yep. I mean, he, he the Get Out just does a great job of taking a social issue and, and creating a great, great horror film. Out of yeah, it, so. it's really good. And, and again, I actually read an early review for us and... I, Basically, they said this movie is so good, but it's more of your quintessential horror movie where, where again, Get Out's a little more of a social commentary, sure but yeah. scary. Yeah, it is. And it is. and this one is just freaky. So, Great. So uh, I'm looking for it. Yeah, I, it was Entertainment Weekly. They gave it a B+. Okay. Plus, so I'm just like, okay, I'm in. I'm in. I'm a <laughs> Absolutely. fan. All right. Have a good weekend. Yeah, you too.